boy Justin. What's up, man? What's Justin's going on? Here. We're back. Been a minute. He's back. back. I'm back, baby. Back from traveling. Where have you been lately? Oh, baby, man, I have been. I've been a rambling man. Been a rambling, <laughs> been a rambling man. Georgia, it- Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. Is that what you do? You just like get in your get in your Jeep and you just play Almond Brothers band? Yeah, man. Just the good old classic Southern rock. Gotta throw a little Skinner in there in the mix to mix it up. But yeah, rolling down Highway 41, baby. Yeah. Yep. Selling people. Wait, no, you don't sell seeds or seed. <laughs> hey, I got that hookup. Hold on, let's, <laughs> let's back up. Justin, what do you do for a living? Yeah, so... I work for the world's largest ag input provider selling financial services to farmers. There you go. Yep. Real straightforward. Somebody sells them the product and I line up the money behind it. Okay. Yep. You're the money man. I'm the money man. You're not the middleman. You're the money man. That's right. Gotcha. Well, Justin's been uh, coming to South George Barbell for a while now. How many years now? Yo, uh, 2020, August of 2020. 2020, what a terrible year. Yeah, that was, yeah, that actually wasn't really rough. <laughs> that was, what a that was terrible a rough year. year. Yeah, no, we had, um, we had just moved, uh, back to Moultrie and, uh, bought a house, started a new job. Um, actually, to me, it actually is kind of like a little bit of an interesting story. Um, so early 2020. January 2020, right? Reached out to Ian Smith and kind of told Ian, like, hey, man, I'm I'm struggling. I'm going through kind of a rough time right now. Um, we had two kids at the time, Laura and I, my wife. Um, we were living in a shotgun rundown house out in Durham. And, um, what exactly is a shotgun house? This was a house that was 1,100 square feet, no central heat and air. Right. Um basically added on bathrooms the house originally wasn't built with bathrooms in the house um out in the middle of a cow pasture yeah um because i hear people use that term and sometimes it's different like but that's that's the way i I think of a shotgun house yeah yeah i think the house was built like in the 1910s yeah yeah um so yeah i was just struggling man um just you know being a father of two working a lot um, just had a lot of personal stuff going on and I was struggling and Ian and I have been going to church together for a long time and I was trying, you know, trying to reach out to him and was like, yo man, uh, you know, seeing him on Instagram, seeing him on Facebook, like, yo, you're killing it. He's losing weight, lifting weights, like yeah, just really doing, doing it all. Yeah, man. Just, just crushing it. And it looked like, um, you know, from the outside, look like, man, all right, he's got his shit together. Like, so hit him up, you know, say, hey, man, I'm, I'm struggling. I need your help. You know, um, I see you're, you know, going to elevate, you know, doing the CrossFit thing. Um, you know, this is something I feel like I need to do to kind of get back on track a little bit. (laughs) And, uh, so we kind of talked a little bit back and forth, yada, yada, yada. March rolls around and, uh, he was like, Hey man, so I'm not at elevate anymore. And I kind of, I'm kind of doing, something out of garage yeah i was like all right he was like you know you should still go to elevate like you should still go do something like don't wait on me right well we didn't know we at that time me and ian didn't know right what was gonna happen we didn't i I hadn't even started uh the gym yet so right we, we all thought we were coming back yeah so you know like just kind of not really being in the right headspace I didn't do anything and it took no action. Right. Stayed being a piece of shit. And rolled around into May and June. You know, kept talking to him, kept talking to him. We had some stuff going on in our house. We had some some mold issues and stuff like that. So we you know, we had to move out in the middle of all that. Mold or mole? M-O-L-D. Oh, okay. Sorry. In my head, I saw there's a bunch of fucking moles running around your house. I was like, that's terrible. Yeah. You need to get out of that shotgun house, You got to get out of the shotgun. Yeah. So we had to get it. Yeah. We actually we actually moved into my parents' house, lived with my parents with two kids for nice. 
about 45 days and uh, ended up buying a house in Moultrie and in during that time I kind of reconnected with Ian outside of church and he was like you know I was telling him like listen man like I'm, I'm struggling with alcohol like I'm, I'm staying up way too damn late drinking I'm kind of trying to drown my sorrows a little bit and I'm, I'm I need someone to throw me a life preserve I need someone to throw me a lifeline right now right and um, so he did he was like listen man I know exactly what you need to do come with me meet me in was that Funston basically <laughs> yeah we were uh, yeah we were in a in a shed basically in Funston yeah he was like meet me there at 4.30 in the morning on Monday yeah he said you're, you're gonna come work out with me you're gonna do my program and you're gonna be too tired to think about doing anything else when you get off of work you're gonna come work out at 4.30 in the morning you're gonna go work all day you're gonna take care of your kids and your ass is gonna be so tired you're not gonna wanna think about picking up a drink right I was like alright bet I'm in Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. Like, you know, I met him in the gas station parking lot there right at 111. Yeah. And, uh, did, he, did he get a bang? No. Uh-huh. Dude, it was so early the gas station wasn't open. Oh, okay. This was before I knew what bang was. If he had said, hey, do you want to bang, it would have been a different connotation. That's back when bangs were still like the drink. To right, get. Yeah. yeah. That was the underground That was the underground energy drink of choice. No, yeah. but yeah, like rolled up in the shed. Um, obviously have known you for a long time. So it wasn't weird feeling like I was coming, you know, to your gym, but obviously right. didn't really know what, what South Georgia barbell was at the time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, rolled in there. It was me, Ian, Tyler Dismuke, Scotty DeMont, Richard Willis, you, music was blaring. Yeah. It was loud. loud it was aggressive and it was like I have found my new home yeah it was awesome yeah and it was exactly what I needed because it helped pull me out of just kind of having a fucking pity party to be completely honest I mean that's kind of where I was at I was feeling sorry for myself nobody else was and it was just kind of like this is not the person I want to be this is not the example this is not the father I want to be but these are the decisions that I'm making and no one else is forcing me to, to make these bad decisions and getting up and learning how to become disciplined mm-hmm. and, and being a disciplined person really kind of it kind of changed changed who I am and it was it was a big deal um, so I kind of credit him and credit you a lot with kind of just I don't want to say saving my life but like really changing the trajectory of my life and where I was headed I was not headed in the right direction and not that you guys did it on purpose like but it was just a byproduct of being around men that were looking to get stronger and men that were disciplined and surrounding yourselves with strong people, both physically and mentally mm-hmm. was a big deal and definitely got me moving in the right direction, tracking the right way. Yeah. So the, and it's a lot different. That was a lot different than the first time. <clears throat> the first time me and you worked together was right before you got married. So, and that was a long time ago. And that was literally just how many calories can I burn off of Justin? You know yep. what I mean? We weren't, I mean, we yeah. lift, we lifted a little bit, but like it wasn't like of importance. Like it was like, I got to get his heart rate up and just like, yeah, like just melt it off. How many burpees, mountain climbers, right? Crunches, sit ups, push ups, stairmaster. Yep. Yeah. Put me on the MMA fight machine. The, yes. Yeah, the octane. That was called the octane. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. That look, looking back at that, it sucked, but that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of fun. It was. Like, I had a lot of fun. Learned a lot through that process. Good. But yeah, this yeah. time, this time around though, <clears throat> um, me as a coach, older, wiser, <laughs> not like really wise, but <laughs> wiser than I was, you know. Um, you know, just being able to coach people on lifting weights, it's just it's so much different. It's so much different and more fun to me. And uh, so this time was different. But uh, so then, all right, so so you started lifting with us, um, you know, became <laughs> became one of the boys. Nah. 
Um, you know, we got a good culture at South Georgia Barbell. Once when you walk in the door yeah. and you hang out for just one day, you're a part of the group, you know? It's, it's, there is no rite of passage. There is no hazing that takes place. <laughs> Literally, like, if you're going to be here, you're part of the family. Yep. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter, you know, the color of your skin. Doesn't matter what. You're, you're a part of the group. Yeah, no, I definitely felt it. But what was different, right, you know, back in the day, it might be me, you, and Dink at the Y, mm-hmm. chasing a pump, you know, hanging yeah. out. There wasn't a lot of, like, purpose. Right. But it was like, we're, we were hanging out. Right. And we just happened to be lifting the weights while we were hanging out. Right. And it just seemed, yeah, the, the mindset of everyone in the room seemed completely different. Like, everybody was training, whether there was a comp on the – uh, horizon or not but there was like people training with a purpose they were training to get better and right. to get stronger and not just lift for the sake of lifting right and yeah. i think that that's what attracted me to continue to wake up on tuesday morning the very next morning it's like okay this is something different like i've tapped into a, a completely different mindset a con- completely different group of people that yeah. are looking to do something more than just be physically fit yeah Remember when you busted your shorts? Squatting that faux hundo. Yeah. So, yeah. So the first time Justin squatted 400 pounds in, well. In South Georgia Barbell. In in South Georgia Barbell, like on his comeback. um, I was spotting him. There's a video out there. I got to find it. Yeah. But his short, I thought his back popped. So I'm spotting him and I hear this loud pop. I'm like, I just, I just hurt Justin. Like I let him go too, too heavy, too soon. His spine just came out. And but anyway, no, he literally popped his shorts. It was it was funny. Yeah, that's uh that's a moment I I get to relive fairly often. It <laughs> seems like I don't, I don't Holly, get yeah. Holly let, does not let me live that. Holly down. Ray brought that up literally this week. Like, I feel like it's oh, a no, story that yeah. comes up once a week. Yeah, that was good. No, it's a good. Yeah, no, that was a funny one because I just remember I was like, what what happened to your back? And I was like, yo, it's my shorts. He was like, no no no, that's your back. And I was like, no 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 no. I blew out the seams of my shorts. But hey, for everyone listening, got the squad up. He did get it up. It's out there. Um, the video is out there. But anyway, you, you know, you said everybody was training with purpose, and it was a little different. So then your purpose came, and you found kind of a calling, and and you went and started started training for for a powerlifting competition. Yeah. And um, you know, just kind of take us through, um, you know, kind of take us through that when you were ready to just kind of transition and start training for your first powerlifting competition yeah so again you know because ian brought me into the fold a little bit um i think at the time he he was entertaining the idea of competing right oh yeah that's right because he hadn't competed yet he had not competed that's right he was we were just training so he was telling me like hey i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna run out of savannah i'm gonna hit this powerlifting comp i'm gonna do it through this federation called usa powerlifting yeah and it's just something that he wanted to do to keep his competitive edge in my mind, I was kind of like, you know, um, I've not always been the most highly confident person in myself. So I was just kind of like, well, I'll just train and I'll train alongside you. Like we'll train like you squat, I squat, you bench, I bench, you deadlift, I deadlift. Like, you know, right. Almost like one of those things, like, like maybe in your mind, you're like, well, maybe I'm not good enough to compete like Ian, but I'll train with him. Yeah, Maybe. no, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Right, you know, it was kind of one of those things. I mean, which wasn't true, at, you know what I mean? No, no, it wasn't. But it, was, but the moment of like wanting to compete uh-huh. was at his competition right. in Savannah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, this is fun. Like, and I can do this. Yeah, no, because it, it's one of those things. Just like seeing that it wasn't a stacked roster of just monsters. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, oh, there are people that work nine to five, Monday through Friday. They come lift on the weekends and they come have fun. Yeah. And so that, that, um, what was that? That was, uh, was it Vikings. I remember it being something with some Vikings. Yeah. It's like Viking strength sports out of Savannah th- threw it on, but the Highland games was there. There was strong man going on. Yeah. Like there was, there was a lot going on 
at that event and it was just one of those things it's like oh this isn't just like a bunch of 18 year old to 21 year old like cock strong like right. dudes out here like it's a i mean those guys were there but it was also dudes just broing out maxing out squat bitch dead and that was a moment it was like yeah like i dig this like i can get into this and so we got back from that ian did really well at that um and you got back from that and that's when i was like all right you know came to you and was like let's let's start mapping out like let's go through a comp cycle maybe it may not be a competition out there that i can do but like throw me on a cycle 16 weeks and let's see what happens um yeah lined it up with you it's like hey i might want to but i want to see you know probably honestly like probably like a lot of people just like hey i i don't want to compete until i'm ready until i got good numbers to put up i hate that i get it yeah like i get it when i hear it you know but i'm like man yeah there's so much more to this than you you know, like you got to learn the game. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to put yourself out there. Like yeah. when you were a kid, you didn't wait till you were good at soccer right. before you you played yeah. your first game. You know? Yeah. Everybody played T-ball once. Right. You know? Yeah. Come on. So, yeah. No. So we <laughs> ran through that. Um, yeah. Went through that cycle, which was uh, probably one of the very first times I've, I've stayed that consistent in the weight room when it wasn't mandatory. Right. Played baseball wrestled played football and then played a little collegiate rugby and there's a you know with that comes a lot of strength and conditioning that's mandatory um so not having a choice there um so staying consistent with that five days a week you know and then still coming on saturdays to you know pick up accessory work or just kind of mess around a little bit just to stay loose and stuff like that was that was a good run like that's it's probably not my favorite training cycle of all time but it's definitely one of the most memorable ones just going through that and realizing that despite not having really lifted in a couple of years like this the baseline of strength was still there like there was a base there to work granted not sitting here saying i was any world-class strength athlete at all but there was there was a base understanding or a baseline of strength there um but at the same time like just i go back and watch videos right like of, of that training cycle like still having having some of those videos and seeing some of those and then looking at like looking at videos from lifting here now at the new SGB, like, yeah, I'm a much more technical lifter now. Right. Um, felt a lot more confident under the barbell, and learning what it means to like to put in some work. Yeah. Especially under a squat bar. Yeah. Like just yeah. locking in, and honestly, like fell in love with just straight up, just fell in love with squatting. Yeah. Um, feel like that's something at if SGB. You, if you can fall in love with squats. Then everything else is just yeah, cake. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. who doesn't love bench pressing? Like who doesn't enjoy benching? Right. Everybody likes to bench press. <laughs> you know, it, it's and bench press isn't one of those. <sighs> this is kind of nuanced, and people may feel differently. But like, when I go for a PR bench, and I pick that thing up, like, and I can't get it up. You know, or or when I start to go down. I'm not nervous, right? You know what I mean? Because I'm like, they're just gonna pick it up off of me, right? And I go for a deadlift. I'm not nervous, right? Because I'm like, just like if that. I can't fucking pick it up, yeah. it's not gonna come off the ground, right? When you got some heavy weight on your shoulders yeah. and you're about to squat down, and then you have to stand up, like, yeah. there is, there's a it's a different feeling, yeah, to me, yeah, especially whenever it's especially when you're loaded for when you're loaded for some volume yeah right mm-hmm. you, you get some some moderate to heavy intensity and you throw some volume on top of that yeah and you know it's it's a different mindset like it takes it takes kind of just buckling in 
Yeah. And just knowing it's like, like a I'm, ride. Yeah. I'm Squat, gonna squatting's like a ride. Yeah, I'm gonna be here for a minute. Yeah. This isn't gonna be quick. And to me, like squatting, like looking at kind of maybe going on tangent here a little bit, but looking at competitive powerlifting, if you have a shit squat, you're not standing on the podium. Yeah. It's not happening. Right, right, right. You can have a big bench and you can pull. Right. But if you can't squat, like, it's not there. I mean, there's, uh, to me, that's the whole reason that it's there first. Right. <laughs> that's the, that's to weed out yeah. the weak. That's so, what separates the, the intermediates from the elites. Is that squat? Is the squat? It's kind of like in weight in Olympic weightlifting. You know the 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 good old saying from Cal Strength, or it might not even be Cal Strength. I don't know, but snatch what you can, clean and jerk what you must. I right. guess powerlifting is like, you know, bench and deadlift what you can, but yeah, you need to have a big squat. Yeah, but to me, yeah, like my philosophy around powerlifting is we're gonna, you know. I squatted five days a week for 16 weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Three days a week back squat, two days a week front squat. And this is that 16 week cycle. That's that 16 week cycle. About. Yep. The first yep. one. <laughs> the very first one. It was, it was, it was five days of squats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really feel like that kind of like that, that really helped forge a, a tough mentality, like really kind of drilled it in that like, because it's the first thing on the program every day, it kind of sets the tone. Like the rest of the training session will be really good or not good at all based on how squats go. Yeah. And because it's the first thing and Ian and I were training at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, like it's easy for squats to be shitty at 5 a.m. Yeah. When you're walking in and it's three sets of eight at fucking 83% or some shit, or you got paused front squats, you know, work up to a heavy triple and then do two sets of five (laughs) after that. Like that's, that's brutal, especially when we were at BMA. Yeah. In uh, February of 21, it was cold as shit. Yeah. So we were in a, in a martial arts studio after the shed and that's when you were doing this, training for this right. first powerlifting competition yeah, no 100% yeah I did I did all the training for that meet um yeah at BMA ran yeah. through all that training at BMA um so you got so we got through that cycle yep got through the cycle and you compete where did you compete again was it Jacksonville yeah Jacksonville um god I can't remember the name of that gym but uh Robert Keller who's now the president for the IPFs, the new IPF Amer- like Powerlifting America, I think. He was the meet director. He was the state director for USAPL in Florida. And now he's the president for Powerlifting North America, which is when USAPL and IPF split. He went okay. with the IPF and stayed with them. But yeah, I went down there and honestly, man, was nervous. Just yeah. had no idea. Um, Kind of got, I don't know if you remember this, kind of got shit on not personally but just our our session got shit on the meet was a two-day meet yeah uh we were supposed to be the last session on the last day we were the heavyweight obviously in the heavyweight division yeah and got there in plenty of time went through with through weigh-ins chilling uh in the back guys are in the other flights and the other session and the a session were you know starting to warm up and then the meet director walks back there and he goes, hey, we're combining both sessions. Everybody, the first first lift in 15 minutes. Yeah. And it was what? like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> it was either you or Ian had literally turned around like, dude, you got like, you got some time. Yeah. You, get, you know, they, 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 there's a whole session in front of you. Yeah. And then they went in and just, threw us all in together and threw us to the wolves right looking back may have been a really good thing 
because it was just one of those moments where the longer you sit yeah. before your first comps, the more time you overanalyze, or at least for me as an individual, you overanalyze the shit out of what you're about to do. Right. And then whenever someone walks back there and goes, hey, the room's on fucking fire, get out. You gotta go. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh shit, all right, let's get ready. Let's fucking go. Um, went through that, had a couple goals in mind. Um, big goal, obviously, squat 227 and a half. 501 kilos there. Uh, 501 pounds. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would um, be a lot of keys. That yeah, that's a lot of keys on the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah nope. So going and testing um, through that cycle, um, I, um, I lost my grandfather on that training cycle. Um, yeah, I remember that. I remember literally walking out of the funeral home after the funeral and I didn't know what to do and so I went to the gym Yeah, and I squatted 210 for the first time Yeah, and I hit it twice took two singles at 210 Yeah, getting prepped up for that um, but it was just one of those things where it was like, like 500 pounds like every power lifter that's never competed wants to squat 500 I mean to me that's a I don't want to say that's not a gold standard by, by any means but like that's for a for a for a powerlifting enthusiast or a powerlifting somebody that lifts powerlifting as a hobby like yeah. squatting 500 like that's a to me like you you squat 500 it's like okay like i, I belong in a meet i don't maybe not belong on a yeah. podium but i belong in a meet squatting especially yeah. as a heavyweight i was i, I weighed was, in and i weighed in at 143 keys like yeah i was a big i was i was, big boy. I was heavy you know i was heavy 143 uh, that's 315 yeah right yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yep so i had some goals took 227 on second attempt and hit it breeze easy breezy hit it and we went 235 for third attempt i don't want to say it was a grind and i didn't have a stick but (laughs) i mean it wasn't right we could have yes we could have gone heavier first meet you want to go nine for nine i love that philosophy that you have for first time lifters at a meet let's go six for six in olympics or let's go nine for nine yeah. powerlifting like let's just go out here and execute form make sure you're comfortable with rules like let's not worry about i mean everybody wants a total but let's not worry about yeah what the total let's get a total right. um go through that hit that that was huge like that was kind of like like all the pressure for the meat was off at that point right i had squatted over 500 at that point yeah um yeah roll through bench 120 130 then red lighted on 140 it was just a couple inches away from lockout um and then run through hit deads i don't even remember the numbers on deads i think i think we went 220 i don't know maybe we maybe we opened at maybe we opened at 220 230 240 yeah just yeah yep and 240 was the easiest one of the day. Yeah, I remember that thing coming up, <laughs> and I was like, dang. off the ground. Yeah, 100% feel like, again, could have gone heavier there, but not no regrets on right. that whatsoever. Right, and I feel like strength sports is, is just like any other sport, and you want to build momentum. And so it's like, I've heard Andy talk about that before, like let's build momentum. Um, and I think that can be said for like the actual meat so like okay let's build momentum at this at this actual meet like let's get on the board and then let's build momentum but i think you can also build momentum long term yeah so it's like okay i know you felt like i held you back we went nine for nine we went, yeah but we went you eight. leave but you leave room in the tank for the next competition yeah no i don't yeah and you just keep building momentum that way too yeah there's know? yeah there's absolutely no regrets like no no, oh, coach, I wish you had let me go heavier right. in that. Because to me, it was one of those things where there's – having been involved in powerlifting, being a meet director, being a coach, being a handler, um, being a referee, going eight for nine in your first meet, yeah. there's not a lot of – not a lot of people that go eight for nine, just to yeah. be completely honest. You see a lot of first-timers go three for nine. Yeah. And they still don't total. I see a lot of – and this might be a little – just a little off, not off topic, but just a little side thing here. I see a lot of, so, so if I go to a, an, an Olympic weightlifting competition, 
most of the time, everybody has a coach. Right. Uh, yeah. At the local. And if they don't, they kind of get picked up by somebody. Um, and now at the national level <clears throat> or a bigger competition, like everybody has a coach m- most of the time. But in powerlifting, man, I see some lone rangers, baby. Dude, yep. Like they, like they got it. Yeah, I see a lot of guys now that lift in commercial gyms in your 24-7 boxes. And they're watching the same powerlifting videos I'm watching. They're following the same folks on the internet. Right. They get inspired. They go to a meet. They have no they they're they're either using online programming, right? Just your, you know, cookie cutter, you know, peaking programs or they're reaching out and they're getting online uh programming, but they're not getting like coached there's a difference from getting there's a difference in getting programming off the internet and getting coached yeah even if you're being coached virtually or remotely yeah there's there's a difference there and there are a lot of people a lot that show up to a meet that have they know that they're going to squat at some point they know they're going to bench at some point and they hope they're going to deadlift at some point but they have no idea when, where, and how that's going to happen. Yeah. They have no idea about the weigh-ins. They have no idea about running their equipment check. They just show up, baby. They think they're going to squat once, and then they're going to bench once, and they're going to deadlift once, and then start all the way back over. Or they think they're going to yeah. bench first and then squat. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of guys out there that, that, go in, that go into a meet not nearly as prepared as I feel like I did. But I had the benefit of Ian watching Ian compete and understanding the flow of a meet right. before stepping stepping out and right. we kinda going lear- to comp. We kind of learned the whole powerlifting game together, all three of us. Yeah, no doubt. We went to that first one. We're like, okay. We're like, okay, I think <laughs> I think I understand it now. Right. And then yours, we understood better. And then now, so let's, you know, now let's transition. Let's transition. Like, I do want to say, I'll never forget when we wrapped up with the meat, my meat, you're, you just walked in the back and you're like, this might be the easiest competition I've ever coached. Oh yeah. Like this, this ain't shit. Like, oh, no, yeah, like nobody's shu- this. Yeah, yeah. Nobody shuffling cards on you. Nobody's yeah. fucking like, you're not getting fucked with on the card table. You're not worrying about, oh shit, I got to buy rest time. Like, yeah, you, you squat and you get it or you don't and then you wait till it's your turn again you know what I mean very straightforward simple yeah now when I cut your power to me like you can give <laughs> yeah. me like five people like at one time yep. and all I'm really doing is like saying hey hit that weight and then I'm just I'm hitting like nose torque the yep. whole time <laughs> I'm not even lifting, but hey, I'm hitting nose torque the whole time. Hey, the them uh, them Valhalla performance guys hooked you up with some shout, good, good shout out. I need some more, by the way. Who do I who who do I need to shout gotta, out for that? Yeah, we got to get on uh, Drew Cargill. Drew Cargill, yeah, the Berserker, the Berserker, my Viking brothers. Yep, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. I remember after the meet we had here, dude, you were still cranking on it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was. I've used that. That bottle's no good anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. <clears throat> let's transition into that like how now you've competed and then you wanted to pursue coaching and and even running now what i would consider and a lot of people consider like one of the best you know meets in the state yeah first yeah appreciate that um so yeah again you know ian ian was like yo like there's no powerlifting gyms in there's no powerlifting gyms in South Georgia. You got one over in Savannah, which is now closed. They're done. They're out. Yeah. And you've got five or six like certified powerlifting gyms, USAPL certified powerlifting gyms in Atlanta. And uh, one's popped up in uh, like Warner Robins area now. Yeah. Um, Middle Georgia Strength and Athletics, I believe. Um, but I was like, yeah, there, like, there's nothing down here. Like this is a, this could be a draw for us. This could be something that, that, you know, this is really before I feel like Ian really started dabbling in Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, um, yeah. And so this was something him and I were going to take on together. Yeah. He filed the paperwork to get us a, to become a uh, regionally certified training facility with USA Powerlifting. 
And I think you and him worked through that, got through all the paperwork, got that signed and paid for. And mm-hmm. so we became a, a certified. So after that, when, when y'all took that step, I was like, well, shoot, like I want to, I want to bring, I want to bring something to, to the table. Um, and, and then you're like, I am the table. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And so I looked in, I looked in what it, it looked into what it would take to become a coach and to be able to coach. And during this time, this is the, you know, for us in South Georgia, it was kind of the middle of COVID. Yeah. And we were, I was just in a position where I had more time on my hands. And this was just something that I felt like I could jump wholehearted into something I really believed in something I really enjoyed. Um, I've been working with you at the gym for a little bit, been kind of training a little, like coaching a, a couple of people here and there, just, just trying to help out. Just, just being yeah. a, just being a bro. And yeah, looked into it. Um, got certified to be a coach um, through USAPL, and um, it really, it really kind of took off after yeah. that for yeah. us. Um, once we did that, once Ian competed, I competed. We got to hang the USAPL banner inside the gym. Got certified as a coach. It really kind of took off. Had several people in the gym like, "Yo, I might want to try this." Like they've been doing CrossFit for a little while. Been dabbling around, just trying to find around, like bounce around the gym a little bit. Love the gym. Love the people in the gym. But kind of trying to find a place to call home. Right. Um, and and you know, and there's a lot of competition going, or a lot of people are training for competitions for like Olympic weightlifting, and maybe they just weren't really they wanted to feel they wanted to have that training purpose too but maybe they just weren't in love with with weight with olympic weightlifting so it was like it was like okay wait i can squat bench and deadlift right um yeah i mean to me it's a lot less technically uh difficult movements i'll admit i'm not saying anything yeah i'm just listening Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean let's just be straight up and honest like snatch going from ground from overhead with a barbell is the most complex movement you can do yeah. you know um but everybody can squat everybody can press and everybody can pull right. um you know and so yeah we started to pick up a little a little following we had some we had some adults we had some some middle school and some high school kids that were like hey like i'm off i'm in off season for football baseball whatever right. wrestling but i want to i want to get strong yeah, I want to get strong, and so yeah, it was kind of one of those things. Um, we moved into this facility that we're in now on Rolling Drive, and you guys were nice enough to carve us out, you know, a section in the gym to call, work. Call it the dark corner, the dark corner, baby. Yeah, um, there's a um, Justin put a flag up with a skull. I remember, I, I remember kind of making that a big deal at first. I was like, man, I don't know if I can put this up, man. And now it's like, yep. I mean, it's there, baby. Bleed last, baby. Bleed last. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, we just, we picked up some folks that, that were, you know, into it and, uh, you were a great resource to, that enabled me to, to kind of really work through what it meant to, to not only uh, coach but program for individuals really fell in love with that enjoy really en- still do really enjoy that um, as time permits right now but just really enjoy programming and coaching and, and and being a servant and trying to help people and let them actualize their goals and realize they're a lot stronger yeah both physically and mentally than what they think they are yeah so you you uh you did. You picked up a big, a big group of kids. A lot of those kids are playing sports right now too. Um, uh, you know, football and you know, baseball stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and you and you took a lot of people to state championships. Yep. Talk about that state championships. Yeah. So Georgia State Championships in twenty two. Yeah. We rolled deep with a crew. Yeah. To twenty two state champs. And took took an Olympic weightlifter with us that had yeah. never competed in powerlifting before. Before um, took some teenagers, took some adults, went up there, and might have been the first time that I realized 
how fun it is to to be at a meet and not be the one on the platform. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot of fun coaching, handling like because it's almost, it's almost like when you're an athlete, you get. And well, in powerlifting, nine lifts. You only get nine lifts, but when you're a coach and you got a bunch of people, yeah, you get a lot of lifts. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you get to live and die <laughs> yeah. with them. Yeah, no. Yeah, so we went up there and we did really well. Um, everyone totaled, um, with the exception of one. Um, you know, we, I think we took eight or nine people. Everyone but one put up a put up a total. All of them, but that one, stood on the podium at the end of that uh, at the end of their day. Yeah, um, which is very gratifying. Um, and that was the that was the first meet, I guess, that um, Max ever did. Second, or? that second was his meet. second meet. Okay. His first ever meet was our an- inaugural barbell brawl. Oh, okay, okay, that okay. November before. Okay, gotcha. That was yeah. Took over train. Took over coaching and programming for Max McFarland, who just really you know, to be very blunt, just very genetically gifted. But at the same time, um, really just loved powerlifting more than Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Um, And we saw very quickly just how good he was. We thought he was good in November at barbell brawl. Right. And then he showed out on a state stage yeah, going a clean sweep for Georgia state records and national records at Georgia states in 22 and walked away, you know, not as a national champion, but as a 10 national record holder for, you know, push, pull total single lift. Like just, I mean the, the dude cleaned, cleaned house. Right. So you've gone from, you know, you know, just to recap real quick. So you, you know, you went from drinking every night. Yep. You know, struggling. Yep. To, hey, hey, buddy, like, I need some help. And he's like, just come live with me. And that lift session went from, you know, you know, you gaining confidence, you falling in love with something else, lifting, and, uh, you find powerlifting, you compete in powerlifting, you become a coach, and now not only are you, are you coaching people, but you have stumbled across like some rare talent. Yep. And and you're and you're like producing like yep. like a, a top tier youth athlete. Yeah. Um you know, we <clears throat> Yeah, we kind of we kind of have we kind of had a uh, a hidden gym so to speak in the gym in the inside the gym a little bit in Max. Um, we um we got something special there. Yeah, I really feel like we do. Um, yeah, and, you know, and he, he'll be competing in a, in uh, in about a month. When when is that? The yeah, end of March. End of March. Um, he'll be competing. So about two months. Um, he'll be at uh. High school nationals, right? High school nats, yeah. yep. So um, he's going to compete this year in high school nats. This will be his first ever national competition. He just turned 14. Yeah. So he's just now eligible to compete high school nats. And uh, so he's going to compete JV on the JV squad at high school nats. Um, and there's a, lot, there, there are, there's a lot of eyes on Max right now. Yeah. Um, he was named the top youth lifter in across all weight classes and categories uh, as the top youth lifter in the state of Georgia in 2022, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's, it's a huge deal to me. Yeah. And one of our own also got, you know, number three, Davis Lightsey. Yeah, he did. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, we're, yeah, we'll roll up to Myrtle Beach in March and uh, we'll get our first taste of being at a national comp and he'll get his first taste to stand on a national platform and uh you know we know max is a gamer for sure mm-hmm. but uh it'll be a bright lights for him in, yeah. in that scenario yeah um and just back to you real quick you know you know yes we both coach and <clears throat> but you have a you know like a 
like a job, like a, a job where you have to provide for your family. And just real quick, I mean, I don't really know where I want to go with this. I'm just kind of talking, but like there's seasons, you know, and we just named, we just talked for 40 minutes about that good season, like that season of like, you know, you training and competing and coaching and now you're in this season of having to travel for work all the time. You're still trying to find like kind of your footing with that. And like, when do you train, you know, and and you're trying to figure all that out. And it's like, I think people just need to know or hear like that, (laughs) you know, there's good times of training at our age, you know, you have responsibilities. Now somebody like, that's young and you know has the time that's one thing right you know we want to you want to keep that season long yep. but it's a hobby for us yep and so you're kind of in that season right now of having to travel for work having to take care of your family <clears throat> and you're just not able to be in the gym as much and really right now at all right yeah uh, and so how are you how are you handling that and um, kind of like, what's your plan to to make it work? Because I know you love lifting. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. No, it's um, I, I I'm an I'm an all in or all out guy. Right. If I'm in something, yeah, I'm whole hog. I'm invested. Hundred percent. I'm all in or I'm all out. Um, and so it just, it, you know, it kind of got to the point with my job, you know, COVID restrictions for our company were, were, I don't want to say weakened, but, you know, kind of the, the door was open to get, to, to kind of really, truly get yeah. back at it. Yeah. Get back on the road. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, kind of trying to been trying to make up for lost time in that regard um and so trying to balance that a little bit i kind of i kind of had to just step completely back and out just i had to i kind of just had to pull back a little bit and just say hey listen like you know um i got to enjoy two years of coaching and programming and being very involved but my priorities you know had to shift a little bit and so the plan now after having been out of the gym now for a couple of months probably shoot because yeah i haven't consistently been training since it's been a minute yeah it's It's, before thanksgiving yeah yeah so now kind of having done that i've been able to kind of let the dust settle and just really kind of get a better understanding of like where i'm at like what's what's required uh in my job what's what do i where do i need to be when do i need to be how do i need to handle this but you know um and so now it's 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 that it's that slow integration of coming coming back yeah even if it's nothing more than two days a week yeah and just i mean i have people that work that come just only they only come two three days a week right and and still compete right yeah i think it's I think it's it's going to be that's going to be just that's going to be difficult for me right um um this should be no shock to anyone i'm a competitive person yeah um like it would be hard for you to only train three days a week yeah it would it would be it, i would spend the other four days of the week either either over analyzing the training sessions and yeah. thinking oh, i should have i should have done more <laughs> yeah. or beating myself down right why did you not go one two more days yeah hey you you had 90 minutes you could have went and double maybe you could have pulled a double yeah you know and so if i think i I learned a lot from 20 20 you know the beginning of 2020 or beginning of 2019 and running through most of 22 learned a lot about how to become a disciplined person and be consistent in training. Yeah. And so now I'm going to have to learn how to be disciplined, but also be flexible at that same time. Right. Um, because there were times where trying to be disciplined 
meant not putting my family first. Yeah. And not in a way where it, it, it didn't, you know, never jeopardized my marriage or would bring my kids up here. And there's, you know, and, but it was, I was, I, I took it to an extreme being a little too selfish. Right. And now I've gotten to learn that balance. And so I, I really think trying to accept that I'm in a season of life that I can't stay consistent five or six days a week and that that to learn that that is okay yeah and then, but something something is way better than <coughs> than nothing yeah and working myself into two days a week is there time for a third figuring that out what does that look like and did you know that i only train weightlifting three days a week right now no i had no idea didn't even know that, did no you? And, yeah. I, and i almost snatched 120 yesterday yeah and that blows my mind sometimes less is more it, sometimes less is more yeah that's for sure yeah well i mean I, I feel like you know you say that but then we you know you and i have had long talks about you know ian's training volume throughout a week and realizing that there are times where you know, backing him off of five days a week and taking him down to four or taking him down to three, mm-hmm. he recovers. He recovers a lot better. Yeah, he can manage his schedule a lot better that way. Um, but it's just I don't know. There's like a switch in my head that's that I can't. I've, I've struggled to turn off when it comes to training. Yeah, it's like if the gym's open, <laughs> I need to be there. Right, I need to be grinding. I need to be getting better because you know that competitive mindset is is like there's somebody out there that if I'm going to go compete against like if I go compete medal or not like yeah it's great but I don't want to walk off the platform thinking I could have done better like I right. could I could have done something more yeah and so like learning especially at this stage cuz it's not your first competition right it would be you know right I want. I want to give my best. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to walk. I don't have off. to learn the game anymore. Right. I want to do the best. Yeah, I want to walk off the platform and be proud of the effort that I put into. Yeah, I like that word. Yeah, effort. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good word. It's a good <laughs> word. I think I heard it at some point this week. Yeah, you did. Um, but yeah, so just uh, that balance is difficult. Like it's and it's difficult for anybody regardless of uh, you know what's going on is, is is life happens i mean we say that i i hear that so much life happens like yeah miss a week miss a month whatever like life happens and life life happens outside of the gym um and it's just not letting it not letting the the negativity those negative thoughts of you're inadequate you're weak you're you know you're lazy like let those thoughts overrun my mind and take control and can really consume me and just process the information of like you know this week i came in here i knocked two or three days out could have gotten a fourth maybe sure would have been great pick it up do it again next week right so so what it sounds like is we're just you're in a season of all right it's time for me to like change my change my perspective yeah on training yep and like even if i can get two in yeah two in a week like that's better than it's better than none doing zero yeah no 100 percent. yeah it's just um yeah that's that's exactly it yeah and that's where we are, man. That's where we are. I mean, that's where I am. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I'm not traveling all the time, but, you know, I'm trying to, you know, grow the gym a little bit this year. <clears throat> um, kind of got comfortable with kind of where we were at and the members that we had. Right. And realizing that, you know, I still do have to, like, run a business here. Yeah, you still have to work at that part. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So this year, you know, I've, I've kind of, like, taking on some some other projects and stuff and um training isn't on the back burner that's not what it is but you know i i can i give myself hard to those those three days a week you know and um and then the days in between if i have time to hit something you know i have enough knowledge in the back of my head you know 
I'll think about what I did the day before. You know, I may do some bodybuilding stuff or hit my condition a little bit. Um, but uh, so, yeah, we're, I think we're it, both kind of in that season. Yeah, you know? no, I think I think I think that what the mindset needs to be for me. I don't want to speak for anyone else, but for me, needs to be is when you can come in and get and 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 do the work. Come in and do the work, and be proud of the fact that you put the work in. Yeah, yeah, and walk out not worrying about am I going to be able to stay on program for the next four, six, eight, 12, 16 weeks, but taking it, taking it a day at a time and making sure that when I'm here, it's, I'm not, I'm not reviewing last, the last time I was not focusing so hard on when was the last time I was here or when is the next time I'm going to be able to come in. Yeah. Just enjoy that moment right then. Yeah. And I think that's, I thought that's a lesson that I need to learn. And yeah. uh, it was one of those things where I, t- I took it for granted for a long time because I was like, well, it's going to be here. Like training's going to be here in 24 hours from yeah. right now. Right. I'm going to be back in here training. Like there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And now it's – that may not be the case. But, but again, like learning that that is okay. Yeah. And, you know, not not being disillusioned that I'm never going to draw a paycheck from lifting weights. Right. As an you know, as a, as an as a competitive athlete. Yeah. So uh yeah. So last last thing. Last thing cuz I know everybody wants to know. All right, bring it. Because if there's one there might not be a whole lot of powerlifting gyms around here, but let me tell you something that's sure as shit that I learned. If you say you're hosting a powerlifting meet, People start, powerlifters start to crawl out of the sewers. It is wild. I mean, they start to come out of the woods. Like, literally, like they, they walk out they walk, of the woods. Did you remember that one time those two dudes walked out yes. of the BMA? Yes. They, <laughs> you guys holding the powerlifting meet here? No, I'm just kidding. They didn't say that. They were actual hitchhikers. No, they just want to know if we were holding, period. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, so, um, so right here, because I know everybody wants to know, will there be? A 2023 South Georgia barbell brawl. Will there be one? Yes. Yes, you heard it right here. Yeah, can't walk away from that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I intentionally took some time after after the 2022 meet. 2022 meet was just, that was insane. That was our first time ever running a two-session meet yeah and had god we just had such a great like the first one was was great like that'll forever be a a great memory this one this one hit different this one hit different we had we had a a, just a tremendous amount of support from the powerlifting community on this second one we had guys from savannah coming out we had folks from north of atlanta coming down we have folks coming out of florida to help us out i mean just had a lot of support felt a lot of love from the powerlifting community on the administrative side on the lifting side on just every aspect of that meet uh you know you go back and you kind of do like an after action report you're like all right you know we sat around after the meet and was like okay what would we have done different yeah and aside from maybe some some paperwork stuff that just got junked up in a printer yeah you know some some pieces of paper didn't print exactly how we needed them to that meat was about as flawless as you as you as that you could have asked it to be yeah it was good we had some we had some we had some folks qualify for collegiate nats Mm -hmm. we had some big big weights pulled yeah we had a hell of a good time. That was good. That was a good time. Yeah, definitely not gonna, definitely not gonna run, um, not gonna run a lot of meets in twenty three. There was a, there were some plans out there to to be more involved in the powerlifting community in twenty three. But um, yeah, yeah, that 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 annual meet, you know, we're already getting hit up. You know, hey, you guys gonna run it back again? Yeah. You gonna run it back? And it's, you know. You know, just as a, it's just too much fun. I mean, it's stressful, but it's fun. I yeah. Mean, but it's, yeah, it's a good meet. Yeah. We're definitely going to, yeah. we got to run that one back. And just to hit what you were saying a while ago, shout out to USAPL Georgia. They, Absolutely. Everyone shows up. 
It's, 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 it's different, man. Yeah. Like, they, they care about the sport. They really do. They, they care about it, man. Yeah, they come. You know, they they came from all over the state of Georgia, and like I said, even 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 some folks out of out of Florida come up to help us out on that one. And I mean, they come on their own dime. And, yeah, they and, do. They really do. I mean, they're they're yeah, they're going to get their meat t shirt, and they're going to get them a free protein drink or something like that, and might even catch them a little gas money in the process. But they're spending an entire Saturday yeah. at someone else's gym, sometimes four or five hours away. Exactly to come and and help us out and you know a lot of love to everyone that came out in 22 to to help us put that together because there were a few moments there we weren't sure if it was going to play out right we we lost a couple referees there were some some um just a lot going on that was georgia tennessee weekend oh yeah that was on tv i was watching that yep um that's how much fun I have coaching powerlifting. I can literally go go back and forth from coaching and, and watching a football game. Yeah. So yeah. Um, definitely. I mean, I just I don't know, man. Like I feel like we 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 made a we made a big mark. We put we put ourselves on the map in the powerlifting world at least through that meet. Um, Max is you know putting us on the map from a coaching perspective um, just because of his his abilities and his performance. Um, Emma as well being a state record holder uh, in the squat you know um, but as far as you know drawing that crowd and and them coming in and seeing South Georgia Barbell and seeing the you know we had a lot of community uh, support yeah and and I think that that is kind of the kicker like yeah we have good athletes here at the gym and we like to see them do well but one thing you you know you hit on earlier when you were talking about you and Ian wanting to start the club, the the powerlifting club, because there was nothing around here, right? You know, to look and see what you offered the the you know the, our community and like surrounding communities, people that powerlift. Yeah, I mean you're giving them you're giving them a close meet. Yep, it's it's close, and they <clears throat> they ask about it, man. Yeah, I get a text every almost every week. I'm not no bullshit asking like. Hey, you guys gonna do that meet? Yeah. Like hit my DM. Like y'all doing that meet? Yeah. In November, huh? Huh? When y'all yeah. gonna When y'all gonna start that? I'm like, good God. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it is because we we I mean, we were pulling people out of Adel, we were pulling people out of Albany, Tifton, Valdosta. You know, yeah. giving them a spot because I think what it came down to is 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 we drove three and a half four hours to Savannah to compete. Right. For Ian. We drove three, three and a half hours to Jacksonville for me to compete. Mm-hmm. Driven up to states. We've gone to countless other meets in Atlanta. You know, shit gets expensive, man. Yeah, no, Registration, hotels, gas, food, all that. But then giving not only just our members in our gym a spot to participate, whether they're running the scoring table, loading, spotting, helping run the meet, or competing, like gives them a chance to be involved. And we have so many big hearts in this gym that just want to serve. For sure. And so being able to provide an outlet where the gym comes together, um, you know, there might be, there might be one person on the name that says meat director, but that, that meets ran by South Georgia barbell. Make no mistake about it. It's not one person. It's an entire fucking gym behind putting that meat on. Right. hundred percent. And, it takes all of us. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean it, it, it takes a tribe to get I, that done. I remember this last one; we had tons of people here, and I was still calling people on the phone, like, "Yep, like, hey, you got thirty minutes? <laughs> yeah, dude, like, can you give me like one session? Yep, <laughs> like, yeah, just come, yeah, just come, lend us a hand or whatever." Yeah. And they do. Yeah, no, they and come they out; do. they for sure do. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll that's that's always it's always a lot of fun. And it's just fun to give people again. Like if I enjoy so much, one thing I enjoy so much about coaching is is helping someone actualize and realize their goals. Yeah. And as a me director, you get to do that for every person on the roster because you're providing them that opportunity. Yeah. To to go and show out. Yeah. As bougie as powerlifters can be. <laughs> yeah. God Almighty, we can be bougie people, man. Yeah. Oh, we can. Um, but have you ever met any Olympic weightlifters? I mean, we can <clears throat> we can get a little bougie. Talk to me after you've coached and handled an equipped athlete. Oh, 
That we'll save that. We'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, that's a completely different we'll, deal. We'll talk about equip powerlifting with Ian. Yeah. 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 We'll that's a that. different to me that's a that's a different level and all the respect be, on that, not taking taking right, that away. Right. But there's just a different level of prep it's different, yeah. And handling that goes into that than when you're lifting as a raw lifter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For sure. All right, man. Well, I think that was good. Yep. I think that was good. Enjoyed it, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. I mean, thanks for uh for meeting me here and doing this. And um yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad you came to South Georgia Barbell back in uh, 2020. Appreciate it, buddy. I'm so glad. Yeah, man. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Um, thank y'all for uh, listening. Um, well, uh, I don't know who I got. I don't know who I got next, but I'll have somebody because that's what we do, baby. We lift and chill. Yes, sir. See you later.